but people are watching that and it's it's extremely dangerous like yes. people are gonna, these women are going to hurt themselves they're mm-hmm. going to have back surgery lumbar surgery soon and um i you know it's like where do you i want to just go up to people and say why are you doing that like, right right make you make a woman's body to hip thrust five ten plates five plates on each side that's just yes. not normal Welcome to the Success Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Christian Evans. This podcast is about improving our relationship with nutrition and exercise to achieve success in our fitness journey. And our special guest today, Michelle Shepard, Group Fitness Manager at Gold's Gym in Peoria, will help us do just that by sharing how how and why she does not have a favorite muscle group to target when working out, her top five keys to success in one's fitness journey, and the question she hates the most. Without further ado, Success Fitness family, please welcome Michelle Shepard to the podcast. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Good. How's your day been so far? It's been pretty good so far for a Monday, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Busy day. Started early. Yes, it did. It did. Yes. For those who don't know, Michelle is my fellow comrade at Gold's Gym. She is a REN by day and group fitness instructor and manager at night. So she's wearing multiple hats. And usually I always ask all my guests where they're from or where they're at and the weather for the day. So what's the weather like today in Peoria since we're both actually in Peoria? Well, it's a little dreary. It's a little mm-hmm. cloudy out today, um, just like kind of the weekend was. So uh, could use a little sunshine, but that's okay. 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 So how did you begin your journey into becoming a group fitness trainer? Are you hungry, but only have 30 minutes to meal prep? Then download my new e-cookbook, What to Meal Prep at successfitnessstore.com. You will get three step-by-step written and visual recipes for one high-protein meal that's under 600 calories. I'll help you cook fresh salmon, steamed fresh broccoli, and quinoa in under 30 minutes to help you stay on track of your fitness goals. So go to successfitnessstore.com to download your copy today. Well, um, I, you know, I, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I've been in the gym world for over 30 years now. Um, I started, um, right out of college. I'd left for, uh, college and, uh, got really excited about the college life and kind of let my health go to, uh, back kind of a back burner. Didn't really, um, do any exercising was eating, drinking, whatever, just like most college students do. And I came home um, for Christmas one year, and I just remember my dad, you know, as a girls, you just, whatever your dad says to you, you take very personally. And he said, oh my gosh, Michelle, he goes, that freshman year of college, you know, it's kind of uh, put some weight on you. And, wow. and uh, he was right. But to hear that from, you know, my dad, that's mm-hmm. why I always tell people when they're struggling with their kids, I'm like, if it comes from dad, it just seems to mean a lot. And so I... Um, ended up joining a gym over in East Peoria and um, just started working out there, uh, just kind of learning the ropes. And I really just drank the Kool-Aid right away. And it really started to become part of my my daily routine. Um, I don't really know, people ask me all the time, like, you know, what do you do if you take a break? And I really, besides uh, the birth of my two kids, I've really never taken the gym out of my 
routine. So um, that's kind of where I started. And then I also met my husband there and he at that time was competing in bodybuilding and okay. um, so really helped me um, pave my way into that world. Okay. 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 So that, that's, that's kind of not kind of, that is touching. Cause if a parent says something, like you said, was something coming from your father, it's like, hmm, you know what I mean? I remember having conversations with my dad, the few that I did have, he always asked, what did you eat? What did you, eat? I'm like, why are you always asking me what I ate? But now as I get older, I tend to do that to my nieces and my nephew, you know, it's a, it's a thing, mm -hmm. like, what do you eat? You know what I mean? What do you eat? What are you putting in, putting into your body? And uh, then they'll tell me and I'm like, okay, just make sure you drink a little bit more water after you drink and after you get through eating all that, you know, Cheetos or, you know, sugary drinks or whatever. Now you mentioned about your, your fitness journey and like your routine. What is uh, your, your typical fitness routine? What does that look like? So I've done all kinds of different routines. I'm not a very routine person. Physical mm -hmm. fitness and health is a routine part of my life, but I, I vary a lot. So, um, you know, I do, I, I like cardio, not just because I'm thinking that cardio is just like the calorie burner that's the most important thing but I like how cardio makes me feel but right. I also know that you know you have to balance that right. and um so I started I started weight training really early on and I feel like I've gotten the most um, successes out of weight training and you. I've been through several different you know programs or not programs programs, just different methods of weight training. And I think it's always good to like shock your body. And I learn from a lot of people. But when you mentioned cardio, what is your version of cardio? And the reason why I ask, because you hear it and, you know, immediately I would say what comes to mind for me is running. But the more I talk to people, their version of cardio uh, can be different other than just a stationary, um, you know, um, treadmill or something. So what is your definition of cardio for you? My definition of cardio is getting your heart rate up anytime over 20, you know, getting it up normal heart rate rhythm over 20 minutes. So like, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be at that really escalated level of heart gotcha. rate. You have to have it up over 20 minutes. So that's just for me, 20 minutes is usually a little light for me. So I try to shoot for 30 minutes. I've been okay. in stages of my life where I thought an hour cardio was what I needed. It's not. Yeah. Now everybody's into HIIT workouts and it took okay. me a long time to trust the HIIT workout because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do it in 28 minutes. I want to work out for 40 minutes. Yeah. But really, if you do it correctly, you can really get a, a great cardio workout that way. So I think, um, you know, for me now, it's maybe not quite as long a little bit right. shorter, a little bit harder, more endurance cardio. Got you. So when you mentioned heart rate, where do you like to see your heart rate? Um, 120, 130, 140, or? You're going to ask me that. So yeah. that's really theoretically what you're supposed to do, but I don't ever look at my heart rate. Okay. Okay. I'm good, though. Okay. I'm going to be well, really honest with you. People well, like it's, it's good. You know, we live in this day and age where, you know, numbers, 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 numbers. And I've kind of fell in love with, you know, my, my watch. And I'm always looking at my heart rate. I'm always looking at my heart rate because it can determine fires for me. It's okay. Let me push a little bit harder. You know, I may be kind of like panting, 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 but when I look down, it's like only 128. I'm like, no. And then I just, you know, go faster or, or whatever. So that's why I'm asking you, but 
if you know yourself, you know yourself, you know, if you're listening out there, you don't have, you know, a way to track your heart rate or whatever, you can always just do it manually. Uh, um, I don't know how, you know, maybe the REN can tell you, you know, I know, you know, some people put, you know, two fingers on that carotid artery and as far as the time and everything, but now we got technology. I just look down here and say, okay, you know what, <laughs> let's, let's ramp this up. So, um, is there a key, uh, is like a key moment when you are doing cardio that, you know, for sure, it's like, all right, I'm there and let me hold this here for 15 or 20 minutes. Like you're saying, what is that moment for you? So two things I want to mention, first of all, this is very addicting. Yes. Now, sometimes it can be good. Sometimes it can be bad. The scale is the same thing. Anything with numbers can lead you down a good path or a bad path. Right. Um, sometimes I wish I didn't have this watch really because mm -hmm. I envy people who don't have a Fitbit or a smart watch. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm really good. I'm, I'm glad I have this because I kind of know where I'm at. Boy, I've had a really good day or, Oh, I haven't that had that great. Right, right. Right. So right. Right. Um, I think that I've just been doing this for so long. So I don't, I never get on the scale. Um, I really don't look at my heart rate. I really try not to focus on the calories burned. I really uh, go about how I feel and what I look like, how I feel in my clothes, right. how I'm feeling mentally. And that's really hard to explain to people because everybody's so fixated on numbers now. And right. I think it depends on your goal. So, you know, I'm very blessed. I'm five, nine and a half. I'm tall and I've never been over, really overweight mm -hmm. so if I was overweight and my goal was to lose weight then I can see how all those things are very critical in my journey you know right. um, and I I think it, it it's all about how do you feel when you look in the mirror do you like what you look at like right. like a lot of us women don't we're never going to be satisfied but really getting to it to appreciate yourself and saying I'm doing good this is what I want to be doing and not fixated on that so I don't fixate on numbers Although I do think it's important, you don't want to be working out and your heart rate be extremely high. And if it's really low and you're pushing, then that's something that probably needs to be evaluated. You look have to look at what am I not doing right that I can't get my my heart rate up? Um, because I think it's supposed to be like 10% or maybe 20% over your normal heart rate is really your working heart rate, I think. Right, right. And you make great so, points in regards to numbers and we all are, you know, fixated on numbers. You know, we have analytics, statistics and, you know, everything like that where we can measure ourselves. And, you know, it's like you said, it's 50-50. It's, it's good to measure yourself. But then when you have somebody asking a question, um, oh, what should I be doing here? What should I do here? And you can give them an answer. But if it's not in direct correlation to what you are doing, then you can kind of see some pushback. And that's where I think each individual person has to really just be in tune with themselves and kind of accept like, okay, this is my journey. I can't base my numbers off of Michelle's. I can't base my numbers off of Christians. Um, so just with that being said, what is your, what is your, what is, what is the question that you get asked the most from your, your clientele when asking about the services that you provide? What do you eat? Michelle, what do you eat? Mm -hmm. And I think when I first met you, we had this conversation because you were telling me about this, this keto ice cream, remember? And yeah. I said, I'll never eat that keto ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I often, you know, tell people what works for me. So, you know, I, 
when I did competitions back in the day, the way to do that was low fat, low, you know, you take all the fats out of your diet, you start to dwindle down on your carbs, the closer you get to the competition. And is that the healthiest way? I don't know. But if you did it right and you followed your plan and you kept seeing progress, it worked for most people. Mm -hmm. And now since then, you know, there's so many different diets out there that people use keto diets, you know, different things. And I think you have to play around with it and figure out what your body um, reacts to the best. Mm -hmm. If I start to put on a few pounds and I want to shave those pounds off, my way to do it is to cut my fats. But okay. now, you know, people will say cut your fats. If you use those low fat or fat free products, that's just adding sugar into your diet. Everybody's mm-hmm. into no sugar. And so I really think you have to figure out, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it's macros. I don't count my macros either, but, you know, maybe it's counting your macros and really playing, taking that time to figure out what makes your body go into that weight loss or leaning out um, process that you want to do. So I always tell people, I can tell you what I do. I can give you some options, but you know, it may not work for you. I got you. Now being RN by day and group fitness instructor by night, what does a typical day look like for you? Um, Well, so depending on how my evening looks or what time I get out of work, sometimes I like to do, I do like to do fasting cardio and I have an elliptical at home. Okay. Um, I do like to run too outside. Okay. Now when it's dark in the morning, I don't, I don't do that, but um, I like to do my cardio in the morning. Sometimes it doesn't work out because I have to start work at seven. Okay. Um, I work during the day, um, most days, all day. And then I go to the gym in the evening and work out and do my cardio. If I didn't do that in the morning, some days I just lift weights and it's not a cardio day. Okay. Um, so it's pretty much, you know, kind of the same. The weekends are when I get the most done. Um, I try to, I've really started to try to prep my food. Um, but when I say prep, I'm not saying like diet foods, but just try to prepare for the week a little bit better so that mm-hmm. I don't spend my evenings um, cooking. And what I find a lot of times, if I have to come home and then prepare my food and it's another hour and a half before I eat, I'm so hungry that I overeat. I gotcha. And then you can probably guarantee in about an hour and a half, I'm I'm going to be hungry again. <laughs> right, so right. I try to have everything prepared um, so that I don't have to cook during the week quite as much. What's your favorite meal to cook? or your favorite kind of go-to, your staple? Mm, Well, we do a lot of chicken and I try to grill out and marinate. I'm a big marinator, so I like to marinate different things. We have a gas grill, so we could grill out all time of year. Okay, okay, good, good. What's your favorite marinade? What's your favorite thing to... Oh, the Alwyn's teriyaki from Alwyn's. Okay, okay, I haven't tried that one. I haven't tried that one. I haven't, haven't, I just got an electric smoker. I have a... A charcoal smoker. I have a propane grill, but I just got this electric smoker, and I've been smoking all week. I did oh, the, the yeah. chicken, salmon, catfish fillets, and I just did pulled pork. Um, so, if y'all don't have a smoker or a grill, like Michelle has, then get one because it does help out when you you know meal prep. You can just put like your marinated chicken uh, on your grill or your smoker and just let it sit and or cook on the grill. You got to watch it, but preparation preparation is key because, like you said, when you are on, you're on. You know, if I can get everything prepped, my day goes by good. I can get up, I can do my cardio, or 
if I'm not doing cardio, I can do my, my, my weightlifting routine. So with that being said, you know, we got your, um, your, your, your diet routine down. And once you get your, your diet and your meal prep, everything all prepped up for you, since you get up early, some days you do cardio, then some days you do your weightlifting routine. With that being said, what is, or are your favorite and least favorite muscle groups to train? So I don't really have a least favorite, um, there are some days that I get to the gym and I'm like, I really don't want to work back day, but I'm so stuck in a routine that if it's back day, I'm going to work back day. I gotcha. Um, so I, I really strive for symmetry. And I think when I, when I see somebody who's very symmetrical, whether it's a man or a woman, I think that is really beautiful. Like they have worked really, really hard. Make their body look mm -hmm. normal, but symmetric, you know? Right. And so I feel like all body parts are really worth the effort to put into them. So I really don't have a least or a favorite. Okay. I I, well, if I had to say favorite that I never really complained about, it would probably be arms. Arms. Okay. 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 Sun's out, but guns no 50, out. No 53 year old lady. Wants to <laughs> yeah. Arms. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she has some guns folks. So <laughs> beware and beware. So what is the toughest part about your day? What's the toughest part about your day? Evenings are the toughest part of my day. Okay. Um, I think because I'm going all day long. And so I get home and then um, I don't relax very well. I'm really trying. I'm going to make an effort to try to do that after the holidays to really unwind a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, do a little bit more maybe reflection at the end of the day. Gotcha. I don't do that. I feel like my mind's always going. And so I, when I do that at home, I want to like eat or, you know, um, cause diet, the uh, evenings is really hard for me food wise. Yeah, cause sure. I can eat a really nice, good meal and be ready to eat again. At I nine got you. I got yeah. you. Cause you relax, you're, you know, your hair's down you're like, okay, I'm mm -hmm. chilling out. I'm relaxed. And you eat once and you're like, you know what? I can eat again. So I'm not going back out or, or whatever. So yeah, I get it. I get it. What personal accolades or accomplishments are you most proud of? Um, so I've done a lot of different competitions. I've done, um, bodybuilding competitions. Those are all like things that I'm proud of because those are, you know, it's not easy to get, I, I tell people who compete now just to get on stage. I mean, you're basically gotcha. almost half naked up there on stage in front right. of hundreds of people and just to get up there is, you know, huge. And so, um, I think just those competition things, because sometimes I'd say I'm competitive and then sometimes I'm like, I'm not competitive. I get nervous in every single competition. So um, those, and then just, you know, I have two healthy kids. I have a great husband. Um, I've got a great job. And so all of those personal things, um, I just feel like I'm very lucky to have. I got you. So how many competitions uh, have you, have you been in? I've done it. I've done four bodybuilding competitions. Okay. 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 So how did you get into that? How did you, how did you get into as far as bodybuilding? Because there's one thing to, you know, get into, to fit into fitness, right? It's kind of broad, you know, you get into that where it's like, okay, you know, daddy says something to kind of lit a fire under me and, you know, I'm working out and then you take it to the next level to say, 
I'm going to show off God's work. You know, I'm going to show you, you know what I mean? This beautiful specimen, this beautiful body that I have. How did you, how did you do that? When you decide to do things like that, it's usually because you met somebody that inspired you. And so uh -huh. when I started going to the gym, I met people that comp competed okay. and I was inspired by the process. I was inspired by how they looked. I was inspired by how they juggled life, competition, work, everything. And I wanted to just try it. And I think once you try it, you either decide I'm going to do it a couple more times and tweak and see if I can really do well, right. you know, or something else comes along the line. So I feel like people. I got you. I got you. I got you. And uh, your first one, what, what year was that? What, what year? So my first one was in actually 1991. Okay. And all mine at that time were, um, they were drug tested shows. I mean, okay. they were not drug tested shows. Sorry. Okay. So it's a little different environment, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so people, you know, you're competing with people who have used supplements. I've never done that, so okay. fine for people who do it. But it's a completely different level of competition. And also, I'm five nine and a half. It's I think I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish in that. I got you. I got you. All right. Being that you are a group fitness trainer at Go's Gym and I am a personal trainer at Go's Gym, can you best describe your clientele that comes to group fitness training classes? Um, yes. So I think we have a very diverse crowd at Gold's Gym. Um, you know, I've been to a lot of gyms in our area as guests or as a member and um, I think sometimes you don't realize it until somebody asks you the question. Um, but we, we, I think we have it all. We have um, people that are in extraordinary shape, uh, fitness shape. They're at the top of their journey. We have people who are just starting their journey. We have tall people, short people. We have people of all color, people of all ethnic race, um, people from different countries, different languages. And um, I, I love that about our gym. I think it's, I love the di diversity. I think it, we all motivate each other because of our diverse background. Sometimes we don't know that we're even motivating each other. So I think it's just, um, it's something that makes us unique. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, you're right. Because we have, I see like, even from a, uh, a man standpoint, it's that there are, if I get there about, let's say eight o'clock and there's already people who's been there for like three hours ahead, you know, cause what they start opening at like four or you know? Um, and I've been there sometimes as early as about six. It's like, we have a routine of people. And then there's like the older guys, you know, 65, 70, you know, um, one guy I looked at, he's, I think he said he was like 80, 83. And I'm like, goodness gracious, he's in good shape, but he's there consistently. So like you said, this stigma of, almost like the logo, not saying that it's, uh, it's, it, it, it harms us or whatever, but it's, it's kind of like that visualization that oh, everybody has to be a bodybuilder at goals gym. Everybody's in, um, you know, the super tip top, tip top, tip top shape. And that is just so subjective. And it's so far from the truth that everybody has to be a bodybuilder. Like you said, we see all walks of life, gender, um, age, uh, ethnic, eth ethnicities. I always have a problem saying that, <laughs> saying that word, you. but you know, it's so broad to a point to where, you know, trying to dispel like, Oh, this is only a bodybuilder's gym. You know, no, it's 
spacious. It's got a good vibe. You know, some days you walk in and see, hear some house music. Some days you walk in and dance and, and you got the oldies going, you know, it's just, it's whatever, but everybody's there. It's always, it's always good. And I always see a lot of people in you know, your, these, these group fitness classes. Now you teach on, on Sundays or what is your. I teach on Sundays and Tuesdays. Sundays and Tuesdays. Okay. Um, so there's two, two quick stories I want to share with you because I Go think ahead. they're so important. Um, we had a, a couple new classes that started in the morning. One is a turbo kick class, and then one is a class called cardio pop. And we have these retired women that come in in the morning, and they're always downstairs. And okay. we close ladies' golds, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. And so they were like, some of them were like, I don't want to go out on that big floor, and I'm not going upstairs, you know. So I took off time to work. Uh, from work to go meet them in the morning and take them around and show them all the equipment, the same equipment we had in ladies goals, right. but it's just intimidating for them to come out on that floor. Right, right, right. And so now they're all doing that. They love it. And then I said, okay, I'm going to come on Friday at eight 30. We're going to take cardio pops together. And okay. now come and take class on their own nice. and they message me and they're like thank you for letting me do this or they'll send me pictures of a machine and they'll be like hey this is this machine right here what did you tell me how to I right said, oh. right right that's and beautiful I'm like, and yeah i tell them all the time like you just send me text me you can um you know facetime me and i'll help you but um those are the things that i love about that gym because you know they might have left they might have gone somewhere else right 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 gold. and right. um yeah, last week I subbed a class and um, in the morning, mid morning, and okay. I subbed for somebody. My class had everybody from eighteen to eighty in there, and it was wow, the best class. wow, so. wow. So uh, Tuesdays and and Sundays. Yeah, I teach Tuesday at five p.m. and Sundays at nine thirty in the morning. Okay, okay. Now, for those who may kind of still be on the fence, just about even starting starting their fitness journey, what what advice can you give them in regards to how exercise can just improve their life and their lifestyle overall? Well, I think you got to give it a good effort. I don't think it's something that's not a quick fix. It's not something that you just start. And if you don't see results in two, in two weeks, mentally or physically, that it's, you quit, you don't quit mm -hmm. driving. You don't do, you know, when you just start practicing in two weeks, it, it takes time for you to build that as a healthy habit. My other advice is reach out to somebody like, right. you know, people think because like when I'm in the gym, I'm working out and I'm focused, people think they can't come up and talk to me. I'm actually okay with it. If I feel like I can help push somebody in the right direction, one person, that's a success. And so like find somebody who can help mentor you, if, you know, or keep you going the right direction. And um, it's, it's always, that's why I like the gym, because if you, I know a lot of people like to work out at home including you, but the gym provides you an environment where you can watch people. And when you're around people who are doing something the same, that's going to be your motivation too. Exactly. 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 Because there is a difference, you know, we coming out of the, the pandemic or in, in dealing within the pandemic, we've seen an uptick of home gyms, uh, home exercise routines that, you know, everybody was trying to do uh, what they could to motivate themselves as well as other um, and as their their clients that they may have been going to the actual gym to work out with. And we kind of lost that. We lost a lot of that during the pandemic. And some people, you know, stayed within the house, you know, when, you know, kind of we got released <laughs> for lack of better yeah. words. Yeah. But 
coming from somebody who has a home gym, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. Like I'll, I'll do certain things at home, but then there's certain things that I just say for goals gym to do, you know, like today is, is Monday. I'm recording this on Monday and uh, we all know Monday is international chess day, but uh, I make Sundays my chess day now because I'm trying to uh, work more on my legs. You know, even when I asked you about your, you know, least favorite muscle groups to work, mine is legs. So what I'm trying to do going into 2023 is work on my legs more. So I'll, I want to start Mondays off. And there's just certain machines that I just don't have at home, you know, and it's a difference. You get um, away from home because when you're working at home, it's like, okay, in between sets, let me start some laundry. Let me, you know, send this email off or whatever. But when you're at a gym, you have, you got the, the workout vibe. You got everybody else. You got the, the old guy who's 80 years old, who's been there 30 minutes before you motivating you. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm slipping. You know what I mean? So for those, if you, if you, if you are kind of hesitant about just going out, you know, you may have health reasons, health concerns and things like that, but come to gold, you know, come to, come to gold. You will, you will understand some things that you can't, I can't just really just say just right here, not from a, Oh, I don't know how to put it into words, but it's more of a feeling. And, you know, we, you and I know, Michelle, about going from this gym or going to that gym, how there's just a different vibe. You know what I mean? It's like, I ain't feeling that vibe. You know, I've been to several gyms. like, I'm not feeling that vibe at this gym. I don't get that from, from goals. And that that's, this is not a biased opinion from somebody who's gone just about every gym in Peoria. You know, this one is like, it has that vibe because nobody really mess with you like that. You know, nobody's really eyeing you because there's so much space to where if somebody is eyeing you, they have to be straining to look at you because there's so much space. There's so much space. And so with that being said, what are your what are your top five keys to success in um, your fitness journey or one's fitness journey? Um, I think stay true to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, um, be consistent. You have to be consistent. Um, be around people who share the same journey or the same passion as you do. You know, if you, if you go to the gym, but then you're around people who, you know, eat crap all the time and don't do anything healthy for themselves. And they're, you know, smoking and drinking every single day. I mean, everything's in moderation, but if that's their lifestyle, then it's right. hard for you to stay on. Right. Um, buddy up. And, um, you know, I, I mean, do everything in moderation. So there, you know, I, I listen to people about their diets and I'm like, we starve ourselves. And sometimes you just got to treat yourself. You deserve to be treated, you know, right. and get that out of your system. And, you know, everybody's like, well, once you eat sugar, then, you know, you can't stop eating sugar. Well, it's, it's here too sometimes. So you're mentally stronger than what you think. If you want to have that cake, eat your cake, because, you know, you'll, you can still continue on. So right. just moderation and consistency. Right. Now, same question, but from a negative aspect, name the top five things that can negatively affect somebody's fitness journey. Um, social media, fad diets, um, you know, um, listening to people who really don't know what they're talking about. Like I'm Say not it. a dietitian, right, right. So, you know, I'm not going to, I can't really give good advice, but if you listen to somebody who, you know, might not have the best advice that's for Michelle, it's not going to work for you. So it makes you do the wrong thing or go the opposite ways. That's very frustrating. So you're mm -hmm. just going to quit, you know, right. 
um, watching or listening to people when you are looking at workouts or um, how they um, exercise, you know, I'm really, because I'm older and I've had some injuries, I'm really about full range of motion. I think the most important thing is that the diet, if you don't diet correctly, you can really, especially for women, you can do a lot of damage that takes a long, long time to reverse. So really um, doing it the right way. Right, right. And when you mentioned there, were, there were two key points that I want to dive more into. When you mentioned social media, um, can you elaborate on that? Oh my I, gosh. I, I think I know what you mean, but I just want you to articulate it. I've seen some crazy things on social media, yeah. some crazy workouts that people right. who are, you know, pros right. or whatever together. But then I see even some of our own local people will put things on people that like some of some gym members look up to these people and they'll put something on social media. I'm like, that machine's not even used for that. And God, right. what are you doing? Like, right, like right. What are you doing? Right. Yes. And so yeah. if you send somebody out there who has no experience to try yeah. something that yeah you know you could really injure yourself yeah yeah and just because you see somebody doing it does not mean like you said if it's not for michelle it's not for michelle and that's the difference when it comes to you know personal training or you know group fitness you know where where once again you got to get out the house some sometime to get mm -hmm. the key point pointers and uh cue points because everything cannot be explained and uh, a 60 second video or a 30 second video or a 15 second video all the time is starting to dwindle down. So you can't, you can't say everything you need to say in 15 seconds, 30 seconds or 60 seconds. Um, and nor should you expect to get everything in that short period of time. And so if you see somebody doing something and it's like, okay, I can just do just that. That's not it. You know, one thing I, I'm, I'm seeing so much of are you know, glute bridges or, you know, deadlifts. And I see a lot of horrible form and I'm not a foreign police person, but, you know, that's on you if you want to go deep into, you know, just doing something because somebody else uh, is doing it. And at the same time, I don't feel what they feel. So what looks like horrible form to me could be, hey, I'm really targeting the muscles that they want to target. That just goes to show it's like everybody's uh, fitness journey is just different. And you can't go off of what you see all the time, um, especially on social media. You have to have somebody next to you if you are new to certain things to best explain it to you. And that's where group fitness comes in. This is where uh, personal training you know, comes in as far as one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and we have a lot of people who are still just, you know, just hesitant about just starting their fitness journey. So what advice would you give those people who are just hesitant or just on the fence about going on their fitness journey or beginning their fitness journey? Well, I know a lot of people that are just beginning that, you know, probably they're younger and maybe don't have a very, very, you know, great stable job. And so I think it is challenging, but I do think that a personal trainer who has some certifications that is well-rounded, not just about exercise, but can deal with, you know, diet and um, everything else is really worth the money. I've even tried to talk to some, you know, older um, members at the gym about considering personal training. I think part of it is it's a commitment to them. And they're like, do right. I really want to commit? Do I want to right. answer somebody? It's easy to answer to yourself, right. but you know, do I want to answer to a personal trainer? But I, I feel like when you're really starting out to do it right, that is the best way to do it. Um, 
and I do recommend that a lot, but people would rather sometimes spend $150 on a pair of shoes than $150 on a personal trainer to get them on track. Right. And I think that's just how you prioritize it or how bad do you really want it? You know, you're right. Right. And if you have no experience on your own in any of those things, the working out, the diet and everything, I'd have to say if there's research out, most are going to fail. You're not going to reach your goals. What are your goals? Right. And, you know, how are you going to get there? So um, I just wanted to make a comment about when you were talking about hip thrusters and you can delete this or whatever, because this is a very personal Michelle's thoughts, but everybody wants a big butt. All the women want a big butt. I'm not sure why, because for me, like I said, I'm all about symmetry. So but if that's your goal, that's your goal. But when you look at people doing some of those exercises to get that big butt, there's a hundred ways to get a big butt. For me, because I'm old school, I'd say you get under the squat rack and you squat. That's how mm-hmm. you're going to get. It. But people are watching that and it's it's extremely dangerous. Like yes. people are gonna, these women are going to hurt themselves. They're mm-hmm. going to have back surgery, lumbar surgery soon. And, um, I, you know, it's like, where do you, I want to just go up to people and say, why are you doing that? Like, right. Right. Make you make a woman's body to hip thrust five, 10 plates, five plates on each side. That's just yes. not normal. Yes. So, um, I agree with you about what you said. And that's why I mm-hmm. caution about I, I see it I'm like you know you got a 130 pound girl hip thrusting god I don't even know how much weight but yes 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 and I look at the setup you know I look at I look at the setup or you know they're taking a barbell just everything that it takes to set that one up I'm like man that's all you could have did you know five sets of 15 is on a you know like a smith machine squat a barbell squat or some dumbbell stand-up sit-down squats and been in and out or yeah. some cable, you know, but whatever, but, you know, kind of living this day and age where everybody knows everything. You can't tell everybody nothing, you know, so it's, you got it, <laughs> you know, and that's the kind of tough part to where, you know, you got your personal trainer side slash form police to where you're like, Hey, you know, this is what you shouldn't be doing, but you have to learn yourself. You know, I can, I can attest to deadlifting fires for me. Uh, I, I think the most I've deadlifted was probably about 435. And do you know, I had the most horrible form and this whole time. And this was like, just before I would, uh, kind of like even research, I honestly, and I'm talking when I, when, when I'm telling, you know, you all this stuff, I'm talking from personal experience of doing the wrong thing. You know, it's never from, Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm holier than thou, or I'm up above here. This is strictly from personal experience, because even when I got into weightlifting and, you know, when not say bodybuilding, but just weightlifting, it just pretty much just taught myself for the most part, you know, like a lot of people do, Hey, I'm watching YouTube video. I'm gonna do this. And I'm gonna do that. I didn't have a personal trainer. You know, I've never had a personal trainer a day in my life. I may have some gym bros say, Hey, do this and do that. But deadlifting, I had the wrong form. I wasn't pressing from the muscles that I needed to press from, you know? And once I look back, I'm like, I could have really injured myself and all for what, all for what a number. You know what I'm yeah. like? All for what? A number is like, I'm not getting paid to do this. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And a lot of times is like when, when trainers are telling you all this, or we make it a video, or this is why we have you no know, Michelle on here. We're pro- professionals and we're just talking from 
personal experience. Like you said, you've had plenty of injuries and you realize like, hey, let me tweak that. Let me, you know what I mean? Because that ain't worth it, you know? So it's all out of love. It's all out of love. So Michelle, tell everybody where they can reach you online or in real life at, at goals and what days and what time. Oh, well, you can reach me anytime through social media. If you wanted to, you can send me a message. Um, I'm always, I do all of our social media for the Golds Gym too on our Instagram and Facebook page. You can, I'm at the gym almost every evening, usually Sundays for sure, usually Saturday mornings. Um, but, and um, I work at OS Health Healthcare, so you can look me up that way too. So um, Yep. Are you, they can reach me through you. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> Michelle Shepard, thank you so much for appearing on the Success Fitness Podcast. And if you found inspiration in today's podcast with Michelle and would love to support, then sign up to my weekly newsletter, the Success Fitness Newsletter, to get 10% off my new e-cookbook, What to Meal Prep for Beginners. When you click the link in my show notes, it includes three recipes for one high-protein meal under 600 calories, step-by-step -step, written instructions and video tutorials and a free workout ebook. The link will be in the show notes. And this brings us to the end of another episode of the Success Fitness Podcast. Thank you for listening. And remember, if any situation is not making you stronger, simply chant more weight, more weight, more weight. Hashtag more weight. Peace out.